0: Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet.
1: How y'all doing today? I'm your host Donald Charbonnet broadcasting live from beautiful New Orleans on April the 10th, 2019. As always, a big thank you to all of our listeners, tell your friends and associates We've had a great few weeks of high numbers in a number of different countries, which is surprising to me, but I'm glad to have them. Uh, I hope you enjoyed last week's show by CreditSafe. Seems they have the fastest and easiest way to check someone's credit. I am an agent, so if interested, please let me know. Today's show is sponsored by EDCO, the equipment development company, and one of the oldest suppliers of rental equipment to the industry. Remember, you can always listen on demand after the show, and please let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have in this show, and I'll do my best to get them. The email address is rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Today's calling number, if you have a question, is one 472 5790 Today's guest is Jason Stanchak, Vice President of Operations of EDCO. EDCO is an American manufacturer of surface preparation equipment, professional sawing equipment, demolition and drilling machines. Edco also provides hand tools and vacuum systems. Edco is family-owned and operated by Jason, who is third generation. His grandfather, Leo Swan, an ARA 2006 Hall of Fame inductee, started Edco with his business partner, Ed Harding. Leo and Ed, rental store employees in the 1950s, began solving their rental customers' problems by creating products for their specific needs. Today, Edco manufactures many rental and contractor-friendly products and ships all over the world from Frederick, Maryland facility. And just a side note, Leo Swan and my dad were friends. Back in those days, it wasn't just a supplier, but there was a true friendship and kinship that brought people together. And Edco is one of the first rental items dad had in his rental fleet. Jason also currently serves on the American Rental Association Board of Directors as associate member director. He participates in board meetings, the exhibitor advisory committee, which brings ARA show exhibitors together for convention feedback. And Jason participated in this year's ARA legislative caucus in Washington, DC. Before serving as associate member director, Jason served on the ARA shared interest group and chaired the exhibitor advisory committee. The entire EDCO staff focuses on training the rental industry and how to profit from renting surface preparation equipment, saws, and industrial vacuum systems. Jason, welcome to the show. Donald, how are you, my my friend? Thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You doing all right to today? Thank
0: you for that. It's going great. I, I want to thank you for that uh, very nice introduction, and the, uh, the, the best part about it is uh, uh, talking about my grandfather and your dad, you know. My uh, grandfather's ninety two still still getting it done, still driving all over the place and um you know he talked about you know he and uh, your father being friends and um he tells stories like that all the time and um during his uh induction speech in the a r a Hall of fame, I love what just quote it said. It's been my good fortune, uh, he said it's going to be my good fortune to be associated with the finest people in the world, the owners and operators of equipment rental centers. And he he also always said, I never met a rental person I didn't like. So I thank you for saying that that about him.
1: Well, please give my best to him if you would, okay? I will, I will. (laughs) So today, uh, we're here to talk about OSHA and silica and silica dust regulations, which has really become a hot topic here lately. So, what is it exactly, and how has OSHA gotten involved? All right. So, here's what you need to know when it comes to
0: silica dust and the rental industry. Uh, The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, uh, continuously seeks to rid workspaces of, of silica crystalline dust. And what silica is, is a microscopic material that's hidden inside visible dust clouds that are created when working on construction materials like concrete, brick, uh, sand, and stone. So using popular rental equipment like saws and grinders, jackhammers, things of that nature um, that drill, cut, or crush those materials, that causes silica to be released into the air. Now over time, inhaling those dust particles uh, can cause debilitating respiratory diseases like silicosis and lung cancer. I mean, this is, it's bad stuff. Um, So it is a public safety concern that the federal government and some states seek to to mediate. Um, In September 2017, OSHA began enforcing new silica dust standards. Now, these standards are for the common good. It's actually gotten a bad rap. Um, a lot of people sometimes say, "Oh man, it's just it's just more government regulation and things of that nature." Well, in reality, even though um, it caused more works for manufacturers and construction workers, it's it's a good law that EDCO uh, really supports and that we've gotten behind to help educate other manufacturers. Rental businesses our customers and their customers uh, the the workers who use the tools um, but it has caused some confusion in the rental industry because people don't know exactly what to do in reality, it's actually a very simple regulation to follow. however, it's written in a complicated manner and it's caused rental professionals to have you know a lot of the common questions like. Like, how does my rental business become compliant?
1: Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know of, of a building project that doesn't have some concrete or brick that has to be altered in the course of either new construction or renovation. Uh, so how, is, how does this change the way that you have to communicate with your customers? So it's changed it uh, pretty significantly
0: and all for the good. Um, we've talked a lot about in these last two years about choosing the best uh, dust, suppression, dust suppression system. So, you know, we talk to our customers all the time about what uh, silica-producing equipment they may have in their rental, in their rental fleet. Um, like I said before, this could be a lot of different things. Edco specifically, we manufacture grinders, scarifiers, uh, scabblers, saws, and things that, you know, do produce some silica dust that cut concrete, asphalt, and stone. So we have talked a lot about matching the right vacuum system to the right um, silica-causing tool. And sometimes our brand is the best for it and sometimes what they carry another brand of vacuum system might uh might be the best for them but we've spent a lot of time communicating with our customers about how to, um, to how to match your equipment together and the way we've done that is we u- really use OSHA's guidelines and they call it table 1 and you can find table 1 on um edcoinc.com, our website, you can go to OSHA's, you can go to other manufacturers and other manufacturers in a good job, like EDCO, educating their customers on what they need. What OSHA's Table 1 does is that the graph matches common equipment and tasks with recommended work practice control message, like dust control, and using respirators, um, and Table 1 lists many popular pieces of rental equipment and the tasks that are performed that creates the dust exposure risks. So, for instance, um, one of these provisions in Table 1 says, a dust collector must provide the airflow recommended by the tool manufacturer and have a filter with 99% or greater efficiency and a filter cleaning mechanism okay, well, that's a little uh, wordy there, right? But really, two simple parts to that is that a filter needs to be 99% greater and greater efficiency, and that means it needs to capture 99% of the dust that are 0.5 micrometers or larger. You know, micrometer is... uh, You can't see a micrometer. Um, (laughs) So it's very, very small, particulate... Silica particles. So, if you have a um, a vacuum with a high filtration rate, you know you're protected against silica dust. Now, a big mis- a big uh, piece of information that is sometimes misunderstood is that a common shop vac that you can buy anywhere can keep up with uh, modern surface preparation equipment, and that can capture the microscopic particles that you don't want to breathe in. Well, that, that's not true. Um, they don't um, capture dust to that, high, to that high quality. Shop vacs don't. And they don't keep up with the dust prevention uh, with modern surface preparation equipment, meaning you're not protected against the particles and you're going to clog your shop vac within minutes. So industrial vacuum systems do do those things. Um and going back to how we've changed and the way we've changed with our customers and our equipment, um, I, can always, I can always talk for what EDCO did. So before the 2017 law came into effect, our vacuum systems captured dust to the standard, 99% at 0.5 microns. Well, what we did to make sure we were exceeding those regulations and that our vacuums could be paired with more silica-producing applications that could be outside of the equipment EDCO manufacturers, we added HEPA filters onto our vacuums and raised the filtration level to, I believe it's 99.97% and 0.3 microns. So you're getting more filter capacity and capturing smaller particles. Um, We did that. um, Some other manufacturers did that. And I think what the OSHA law has done in that regard is pushed tool manufacturers like EDCO to get better, to offer safer equipment to up our game, I guess you can say, um, for our customers. Um, Another way you can uh, eliminate silica dust is grinding, cutting, or scarifying wet. And that's one of the provisions in the Table 1, too, one of the regulations that says you can follow. It basically says, use a tool equipped with an integrated water delivery system that supplies water to cutting surfaces. Well, basically what that means is, you know, you can hook up a water hose to your machine if the, um, the machine you're using has a water spout to it, and um, water will flow over the grinding or cutting surface, and it will tamp down any airborne dust. Now, grinding or sawing or whatever wet t- takes out all the, all the particulate in the air. The downside of that, though, Donald, is that it creates a, a dirty slurry on your surface. Right. That's hard to clean up, too. Um, so there are pros and cons with everything you do. You use a vacuum. Um, and you're not going to have that slurry, but if you use water, you got everything out of the air. Um, but you have the uh, you have the the dirtiness left over after that.
1: Right, and, and Jason, um, if, if I if I look at the three main uh, products, say cutting, grinding, and scarifying, is it the same uh, application or attachment that you that that is used in each application? Is that a fair question, or is that be. redundant?
0: <laughs> well, it can be. I mean, for like I would say, for um, for grinding, for, for for a grinding surface, right? Um, it would be you probably be more advantageous to use a, a a vacuum. Now, for cutting, a lot of saws don't don't have dust ports on them, so the only um, way to prevent for dust prevention is water. Um, so if you're driving down the street and you see someone cutting, a lot of times you're going to see them doing that wet.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, And so, I mean, there's been so many changes. How, how do these new regulations impact rental stores, who I'm sure has got to be uh, a major part of the market that you sell to? And uh, mm-hmm. it, it seems more of an end user concern. So who's... I mean, who can be at fault? If you can elaborate on on some of that, sure. Well, it is interesting,
0: Donald. The OSHA has really pushed manufacturers of tools and tool users. That those two groups are who have who need to comply. I guess you can say. Rental store owners are kind of almost. Caught in the middle here, because the responsibility for tool manufacturers is to create or change tools. And by tool, when I say tools, I mean machines. Like again, I can use I can talk about what we manufacture: grinders, scarifiers, uh, scabblers, saws, things of that nature, floor strippers. Um, the the law requires us manufacturers to uh, update those machines and update our vacuum systems to comply with the law. And it requires the users of the tools, um, mostly contractors, but you can lump homeowners in there. Pretty much everyone who would come to a rental store to rent uh, silica, silica creating um, equipment it requires those that group to follow what uh, manufacturers have set out for them to do. Because, in also in the OSHA law, the last provision I'd go I would go over that's that's really that that's in all the different um, equipment tasks equipment or tasks in Table One. That says operate and maintain tools in accordance with manufacturers' instructions to minimize dust emissions. Basically what that broad direction says is it's the responsibility of it places OSHA replace places a responsibility on tool manufacturers to provide dust minimizing products. So rental companies can re, can rely on manufacturers to certify and provide compliant dust collection and control methods for their products because OSHA demands manufacturers to do so. So manufacturers must improve product performance enhance dust route technology, and provide or recommend, if they don't have one, a compliant dust control method. And then when we do that, the user of the tool must comply with what us manufacturers have told them to do. I know that's wordy, and it might not make 100% sense, but but in reality, it's pretty simple. OSHA says the manufacturers, you make the stuff and you set, the, you set some of the standards and workers who are using your tools got to do what you say you got to do. Now, for the rental industry, like I said before, they're kind of stuck in the middle here because a rental store owner can't control what a manufacturer does with their equipment, how they make it, and they really can't control what their customer, the end user, does with that equipment that they rent out. So what we have recommended rental store owners to do is – uh, go to the manufacturers that, that they supply, the brands they supply in their rental store, and talk to them or go to their website for uh, their information. Like I said before, other manufacturers, aside from Edco, have done a good job putting a lot of information out there. So rental store owners should demand of the brands they carry to help educate them on how
1: their equipment complies with the OSHA silica law. So, and this may seem a little redundant, but but mm-hmm. how could and should rental stores what, what should they do to help customers meet the regulations? Is it an education process?
0: Yes, I, I would say. I would say, I think the best way rental stores can do that is to um, engage with the brands they carry. Like for instance, um, I'll talk about what we, what we did what we've done here at Edco. So we've put um, we've put all of our silica information to all of our written documents that come with the machine. Um, we have created a space on um, edcoinc.com that talks about silica um, and how our stuff complies, but what you need to do to uh, to educate yourself as a rental store owner. And um, we created edcoed. EDCOED.com, EdcoEd, um, and that has certification tracks on all of our products. But when you go into the vacuum system part of that, um, one of the modular, learning modulars, is all about the OSHA silica law. And um, what we say in there is to simply um, um, use a vacuum system that that is 99%. Um, that captures uh, 0.5 microns at 99%, and has a filter cleaning mechanism, like I talked about before. Um, and when you so, what a rental store person can control is putting out that the equipment that um, that complies with the law, and then to protect themselves from the perhaps a customer who isn't doing what they have advised them to do. Um, there's the they could, they do, do a number of things. Like um, um, there was a great article in Rental Management Magazine about um, updating your uh, rental contracts to, for the provision, a checkbox, you could say, of saying when you're using a piece of equipment or renting a piece of equipment that could produce uh, concrete or silica dust. Um, and you, if, the, if if the customer doesn't want to, or refuses to rent a vacuum system from the rental company. Um, there was a great article that said you should put a um, a checkbox on your on your rental contracts that says um, to the user, "I have been offered dust prevention, but I refuse to use it." So a rental person, see, this that's one of the big things with our rental customers is they're afraid that they could be liable. For a customer of theirs, not sure. using dust prevention and getting sick. Right. Well, that's why I say that if you update your rental um, contracts, you can protect yourself against that.
1: Well, there, are, there always used to be a, a bunch of, uh, I guess, safety sheets. I would call them. We used to have them for power actuated tools and a number of other. Uh, You know, pieces of equipment that had something special like scaffold, for example, was one that we always Mm -hmm. had people sign off on. But have have you seen any of your rental customers get to the point where they're actually showing people the videos as to why this is uh, required and then having them sign off? And have have you all gone to the point of creating a safety sheet uh, to assist the rental stores?
0: Yeah, well, I know our customers, our rental customers, are doing that. They are, um, like I mentioned before, edcoed.com has a good modular, and they're putting their rental store owners are educating their staff using our online tools, like that certification track on edcoed. They're having them watch it, uh, get certified in vacuum systems. And um, then I know those those staff members are using those videos, those learning uh, modulars to show their customers. think that's a smart thing to do. And then, like I said again, doing that and updating your rental contracts um, is, a, is a good way to, to, to save yourself. Another great way rental customers can, pro- rental businesses can protect themselves is reminding contractors of the stiff penalties in which they can occur if they're not using proper dust prevention. And this is a real thing. I mean, you can we have seen some serious violations from the OSHA law that can result in about a $12,000 penalty to a construction company. I mean, think about that. That yeah. can that puts a big that puts a big hurting on a local construction company a $12,000 fine when all you had to do when you're grinding concrete is hook a responsible vacuum system to it. So for rental, you know, it almost becomes a, a source of profitability to offer uh, industrial vacuum systems because you can rent a vacuum between $80 and $120 a day. And if you're a construction company and you know you are – working with concrete, stone, whatever, and you know you could be visited by an OSHA inspector, it makes all the sense in the world to rent that vacuum for $100 a day than taking on a huge fine like that.
1: Right, right. Is, and, and Jason, is there any other safety training available than what you've mentioned, like on your website and stuff?
0: Yeah, OSHA has a lot on their website Um, this has been a big push for them and and like I said before some of the language is kind of complicated and it's written by you know the government that kind of tends to be a little bit more complicated but um, they have done a great job of getting that word out there Um, I think you know at first everyone was a little bit afraid of it they didn't quite understand it but now that it's settled in for a couple of years um, I think people are just kind of becoming accustomed to it uh so if you go to OSHA's website, uh, they have a lot on there.
1: Okay. Um All
0: right. Yeah, that's a good place. That's that's, that's, that's that's a good place to go. And while you're there on OSHA's website, and you can, and we actually put this on edcoed uh, I'm sorry edcoinc.com, is um with uh end users. I talked a little bit before about, you know, there are OSHA inspectors out there um, looking to make sure people are complying with the, the silica law. What those OSHA inspectors look for is is a document um, that shows exactly what you're doing um, for a rental company. I mean, sorry, for a, um, for a construction company. Um, and it's called a it's called a work it's called a workplace um, um, it's a workplace document that basically all it says is um, they have you're using a silica producing machine but I'm also using uh, the correct um, dust prevention um, method and um, or you, a lot of times you just show the OSHA you got to be doing the work correctly and you show the OSHA uh, inspector what you're doing. Um, It's called a written exposure control plan, and you just fill out your your name, your company, and what you're doing, and um, you're you're usually good to go. What we've recommended for our rental um, um, customers is keeping this document um, behind their their counter. So when someone is renting something out, you can simply do a favor to your your, uh, construction worker uh, customer, and they can fill it out. And what we did on our site, we actually took the OSHA document and filled in our machines and what we have said complies with the OSHA law. So really, the, the rental customer, all they need to do is fill, fill out their personal information on it, stick it on the front door of their work site, and if an inspector gives them a visit, they got all their paperwork right in line.
1: Right, right. So, um, Jason, if you if you would, obviously... When a rental store buys a, uh, a piece of equipment, say, from from Edco, there's added uh, cost to use, so there's added cost to them. So uh, elaborate, if you can, on, on the profitability of surface preparation products. And, you know, uh, it, it, there's got to be some profits with uh, the whole issue of dust suppression. Can you elaborate on that, please?
0: Sure. Um, well, as far as dust suppression... Um yes there is a profitability when it comes to um the OSHA silica law. Um it's come to it's, basically now you ha- it was always recommended that you should be using dust prevention. I mean it's just it just makes sense. I mean you see a a dust cloud around um, modern modern surface preparation equipment gets the job done. It's, it's aggressive and it does a good job um, resurfacing concrete, stone, asphalt surfaces. Um, but it does make a mess without any kind of dust prevention. Um, so you always should have been using a vacuum system. Um, um, but now with this new regulation, it makes it even more crucial that you use dust prevention. And like I said before, the fines for not using it are uh, to construction workers is, is, is stiff. So it makes all the sense in the world that a um, contractor would rent a vacuum system from a rental business. Um, so and you can and um, while you while a rental store for, for good, good Good vacuum systems cost anywhere between, you know, 19 to $2,500 maybe um, for a rental store. But when you are renting that out on a daily basis because these vacuum systems do so many capture the dust from so many different kind of applications, outside silica, I mean, these things can um, do drywall. They can do uh, wood shavings. A general maintenance cleaning, so they're very v- vacuum systems are more versatile in the rental industry than um, people realize sometimes. So when you're getting um, eighty to a hundred, maybe even a hundred and twenty dollars a day, depending upon where you are, um, they can become um, very profitable pieces of equipment because a good vacuum system lasts years. Um, I don't want really to get too salesy. But I will talk about Edco's vacuum systems, where you know we have a three-year guarantee on our on our microclean filter. Um, we have a lifetime guarantee on the outside uh, shell up. Uh, if, it, if it cracks, re- we replace it for you. Um, so when you get those guarantees on good vacuum systems, yeah, you're paying more upfront, Donald, than you would a, a common shop vac but it's not going to get the job for you done. I mean, rental people want machines that last and have a high RRI for them. Um, And a lot of manufacturers like Edco provide that to them. And and now with this law, you got to use dust prevention. There's no way around it anymore. You got to do it. Um, So when contractors must use dust prevention, that means they got to buy it or rent it. So for the rental industry, if you offer... Uh, responsible dust prevention systems in your rental fleet, you're going to make money with it.
1: You know, I'm just thinking of this as, we're, as you're chatting about this. What happens when someone returns a piece of equipment with the dust prevention uh, equipment in it and suddenly uh, ABC Rentals, so to speak, has a, uh, a grinder with a filter that's full of silica? What is there an opportunity to charge for the disposal, and do they have to track all that, or what? What happens to the? I I don't want to make it sound too simple, but what happens to the stuff in the bag?
0: (laughs) That's a good question. Um, So, I guess it really depends your disposable your disposal method of that dust. Really depends upon what kind of vacuum system you're using. Um, so, okay, so here's a, here, here's a good example. So this is not defined in the table one OSHA guidelines that I was talking about before. However, OSHA heavily suggests um, that you um, somehow contain your dust before disposing of it, okay? So um, I guess you can say the first thing you would think of is, well, you've got to use a bag. Well, you don't really need to, um, um, but it helps. Um, so some, some, some dust control, uh, some vacuum systems use a bag, some don't. But when you're disposing of that dust um, and it comes back, uh, you actually, if it say, for instance, ours has a the VAC two hundred the Echo VAC two hundred um, has a comes with a. Pan, a dust pan included. And you can take that pan out from the bottom of the, of the uh, vacuum and you then can um, put that in a, in a bag if you so choose and dispose of that in a dumpster. is fine okay. with that as okay. long as you, some, as you tie that bag or find something to contain that dust in before you put it in a dumpster or put it, put it out with your trash because they want to avoid silica being spread in dumpster dust clouds. Okay. What we do have um, uh, for our vacuums is, you know, it comes standard with a pan, and you can also buy bags that fit in that pan. So when you slide that pan out of there, um, you simply just tie the bag, and it's good. Um, and you're not exposed to dust when you're when you're uh, sliding that pan out. Okay. So I would okay. think for a rental cut co- for a rental company, um, just a general awareness of. Clean your, you know, clean your filters, Um, you know, a good vacuum system um, really does a good job putting the dust into a pan, into a bag while it's working. Um, And then they all have good contained filter cleaning mechanisms that push the dust off the filter into those hands or or bags. Um, ours is a manual filter shaker. Uh, some people, some manufacturers, you know, blow air through there. We don't really believe that does much. Um, so just shaking the filter with a with a with an outside handle cleans all that um, and 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 gets that exposure away from the operator.
1: That's great. So there's no extra real maintenance involved with uh, getting it ready for the next customer at that point. No. I
0: Good, a good vacuum system a real dust containment system um, again not a shop vac I can't, I can't um, stress that more I've heard so many people say over the years well I got a shop vac I'll, I'll pair that with an Edco grinder it, it's, ain't gonna, it's not going to work my friend uh, <laughs> it's just it, 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 it doesn't contain silica and you're going to be emptying that um, that shop vac um, within minutes. And, uh, in the end, you're going to ruin your shop back because the motor will get clogged with dust. It can't keep up with it. But no, modern dust prevention systems, um, there are very, there's very little maintenance that a rental store needs to do. Just clean the outside, uh, turn the motors on and off, make sure your customer didn't, um, didn't um, you know tip it over and bust one of your motors um, make sure the pan or bag is is replaced or or emptied before the next rental and just give it a good uh, give, give it a good once over with a rag and and you're good to go
1: got gotcha. you gotcha all right so my, my next question is that I'm let's just say that I'm an inside sales at ABC rental and a customer comes in what's the best way to uh, identify uh, the surface prep applications, which, in other words, the problem that I have to solve uh, when someone comes into my rental store? Sure. That's a good question. Um, there, surface
0: preparation equipment does all kinds of common rental applications. Um, if you have a full line of surface prep in your rental store, you're going to make money because... There's always someone who needs the services of those machines. They, there's always somebody who has a problem that, um, EDCO or other surface preparation equipment solves for them. Um, so we have, when I, when I say surface preparation, I'm talking more floor grinders, turbo grinders, uh, scarifiers, scabblers. Um, tire removers, and uh, shot blasters. Okay. Um, those machines do, like I said, solve many problems. A great way to identify what you, a rental customer um, needs to solve is just asking some common questions. I mean, for Edco, we have a list of um, job site qualifying questions that we always encourage our customers to ask. This is what we train on. When our guys go into a uh, into ABC Rental, we talk about the job site qualifying questions, and a lot of them are are simple questions that you don't always think to ask, like uh, job site location. Uh, that means, you know, job site location dictates power availability. You know, does this place have a loading dock? Is it a residential commercial? You know, that, 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 that question is big because it, it'll tell you, you know, I'm at a job site that doesn't have electricity. Well, I got to go gas or I'm inside the entire day. I got to go electric cause I can't run a gasoline or propane engine in, in this building. Um, We always ask, why is the job being performed? Um, We always ask, what is the material to be removed? Um, You know, you have concrete, asphalt, coatings, tiles, other stuff. Well, that really, that question further defines what you need if you're doing concrete, well, you probably need a grinder or scarifier. If you're taking out carpet or tile, you're gonna need a tile removing machine. Um, Another great question is, what's the thickness of the material? Um, you, our, our, our floor grinders are lower speed lower RPM floor grinders they're designed to do topical concrete applications like um, uh, hard thin coating removal light leveling and surface smoothing um, but they're they're going to get you about a 32nd of an inch of, of concrete removal, removal per pass so if you need to go inch into your concrete, a floor grinder probably isn't going to be what you want to what you want to use. Uh-huh. Uh, to step up to step up in aggressiveness, we have turbo grinders, and they're going to remove a sixteenth of an inch of concrete per pass. And they're better for applications like leveling expansion joints, larger high spots, and removing thick industrial strength coverings, like. Um, waterproofing membrane and really thick epoxy. Um, So they're they're more aggressive. If you need to take out uh, sidewalk trip hazards or you need to remove something more aggressive than a sixteenth of an inch, maybe you need to go an eighth of an inch of concrete or asphalt per pass, then you want to use a scarifier. And, um, you know, we we manufacture our brand... um, of, of scare fires um, called creek planers and um, they're great for um, surface cleaning milling and and heavy removal the number one application for that and this is big for municipalities is, is that sidewalk trip hazard repair um, we our our rental customers people walk in their door all the time people from municipalities property um, uh, property management owners um, uh, recreation um, owner, like sports, sports um, facility owners, who all have a path or a sidewalk that's made out of concrete. Where you, I mean, you've seen it on, on a sidewalk where sure. a concrete uh, a concrete trip hazard is where two sidewalk slabs come together and one is risen or lowered, creating a, a peak or a trip hazard. Um, those are huge liabilities for municipalities and property management owners. They need to constantly repair their sidewalks because if someone trips and falls on their face, Donald, I mean, that could be a lawsuit for them. Absolutely. Um, That's a big deal. Um, And there are government regulations that say you need to um, provide safe walkways. I mean, when you have a, a substantial... Sidewalk trip hazard in your sidewalk, you know, someone with a perhaps someone in a wheelchair. It's tough for them to to get to get down your down your path, um, right. and there are, there are there are government regulations protecting them from doing that. You have to maintain those. Um, so when you get into fixing your sidewalks, you really have two options as a municipality or a property management owner. You either need to use a a scarifier, a, a milling machine, like we manufacture. To and what those do is they. You can go on our website and you can see we did we've done many um, how-to videos on how to eliminate sidewalk trip hazards. It, within a few minutes, you can take out a um, uh, a pretty substantial concrete um, uh, trip hazard using a scarifier, Um and 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 it, what it does, it creates a nice textured surface so it doesn't become a slip hazard when it gets rained upon. Right. Um, so you can do that within a... You can do many trip hazards in a sidewalk in one day. Your other option is completely tearing out that space of your sidewalk, and that takes days because you have to do the demo, and then you have to lay the concrete, and then you have to wait for the concrete to cure over a couple of days... So you, you're left with two choices. You use a scarifier, rent one from your rental store, or you got to get it done in a day, or tear out your, concrete, your sidewalk and spend more money doing it, spend more time doing it, and close your sidewalk for a while. I mean, it, it, it's pretty easy to see what's easier for a, um, for a contractor or owner of that sidewalk to do.
1: Okay. Um, well I i got a i got another question along those same lines so i'm i'm jumping from inside sales to outside sales okay mm-hmm. and so what what are the other industries that rental companies you know should be going after to uh, i guess assist and profit from with surface prep
0: what can what industries they uh, rental stores can go after as as with surface prep equipment correct Oh, um, lots. Um, you could do, it's endless, Donald. I mean, uh, to, to name a few, um, agriculture, the first one. Um, a lot of people use our scarifiers to do, uh, uh, dairy barn grooving so cows don't slip. Um, they use that to go into the entranceway of silos that sometimes the concrete or asphalt heaves. Um, concrete contractors, it, General contractors, um, um, uh, tile removers, waterproofing membrane installers, they all need to prep the surface before putting a coating down. Uh, I mentioned before um, property management um, and recreational, like entertainment space owners. uh, Our amusement parks got to keep... reapplying coatings to their servers. They got to keep them safe from trip hazards. Uh, Meeting halls, uh, swimming pools, to take out that uh, waterproof membrane when it gets old and reapply it. Um, A lot of our customers rent our concrete grinders to food food processing um, owners. Um, More specifically, um, refrigeration and freezer uh, spaces where, you know, they keep, They keep perishables in these for long periods of time. What happens in these cold environments in these refrigerators is ice builds up on the floor, and it gets slippery, or you can't close your door because so much ice has built up. Well, they take our our concrete grinders, and they put our our magna blades, which which are designed to just scrape soft coatings off the surface of concrete, not to actually grind it, um, they they put that upon the ice, and they shred the ice, and they just get back to work after that. Um, I mentioned government, municipalities. Um, manufacturing is a good one. Um, we use, when we refurbish our floors here in Frederick at our manufacturing facility, we use our own equipment to restore the floor here. A lot of times people use our surface prep for that. They use um our our vacuum systems for general facility and maintenance cleaning as well. Um and transportation. Uh transportation industry is a big one, Donald. Um um airports use our machinery to remove tr- um um airplane traffic lines, the arrows when they're redoing their runways. Uh, a really cool story we had a few years ago is um uh Atlanta Hatfield Airport, one of the busiest, if not the busiest airport in the country, um, they installed a new monorail system that took people from their rental car uh, depot to the, um, to the terminals, and uh, where they built it. And the monorail had trouble getting down their track. the concrete track was just a little bit off. they took our seven inch edge grinder, and one of our one of our salesmen went up there with them on the monorail and they and they ground out um that that track where they were having trouble and from that was wow i don't know four or five years ago, and since then they haven't had any problems. Um, so all kinds of applications for surface prep I, I mean Donald it's it's endless I mean my granddad and uh, his partner Ed Harding they were um, they were rental store employees and they invented the modern day concrete floor grinder to take care of the applications for which they didn't have tools for the number one application was leveling concrete floors back in the 50's when they worked for rental tools and equipment. They um, contractors always came into their store saying, "I, I got to get on my. I only have two ways to level concrete. I got to get on my hands and knees and break my back and knees doing it." Or they they used to crudely modify floor buffers with pumice stones on them, and that never worked because the machine would either break down or it would throw the uh, the stone into the drywall, and now the contractor has got to fix the floor and the wall. Um so my granddad Ed and their owner John Dorn and the store owner John Dorn their boss at the time you know they got together and they really created a concrete grinder to do exactly what your question was is solve the applications for, for, for rental customers and you know that was 60 years ago and now we have you know 30 plus different products
1: well, it seems, so it seems kind of to me like that...
0: endless I mean, as a salesman, I make so much money in the rental industry with surface preparation equipment because there's always an application to solve that surface prep can do for them.
1: Well, As, as a salesman, I think I, I would be uh, passing up more business than I'm going to get uh, if, if I knew more about uh, your product. And obviously, you've opened some eyes about the other applications uh, that, that the Edco product and, and all surface prep equipment can do uh, for that point. So uh, I, well, I do you, a, you, you know better than I do. You know, you, 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 have,
0: you're, you look at your resume on LinkedIn, my friend, and, you know, you, you, you've seen it all. So you, you, you know service prep better than I do.
1: <laughs> I doubt that, but I learned from some of the best. Uh, but I want to take a minute and, and talk about uh, Edco before we start wrapping up. Uh, you, yeah. you mentioned a little bit about the company's history, but I understand that you've got some new distribution uh, methods going on.
0: Yes, and I appreciate you asking about that yeah we've we we've we've spent a lot of time trying to get the word out so what we did um and just to let everyone know i mean we are we manufacture everything here in frederick maryland um uh, we are an american manufacturer we're, we're proud of that, and the rental industry has been very kind to our family uh, our family's company um and we as we grow and as the industry grows. We felt we needed to do more for our rental customers that have been kind to us. So what we did, um, instead of, we, we created a distribution re- network for independent rental customers. So we're still here to help everybody. Um, we're gonna, in fact, we have a lot of training tools that'll be debuted in 2019. But we partnered with three um, ex- rental experience distributor, distribution companies. Mid-States Distribution Company based in Chicago, um, Big Eight Supply and Tool based in Dallas, and MTA Distributors based in Nashville. And between the three of them, our three partners, they are covering all 50 states for us. So, okay. what the benefits people get is. Um, They have enhanced logistics because now more Edco product is in those facilities closer to them. It's not just in Frederick, Maryland anymore. Um, In some cases, you get lower shipping costs. That's been a struggle for us the past few years is offering good um, shipping to our customers. Some pickup options there, too. Um, You get another level than just Edco with our expert application, diagnosis, and technical advice. Our team is still here our, our website's here, our 800 number still here. It will always be here, but now you get us and you have your distributor's customer service, so two levels of that. Um, and we, we were able to do, um, everyone thinks, we were able to keep the same pricing structure as before, so no prices rose when we went to distribution um, in late 2018, um, Right. rental customers were are paying the same thing they were paying buying directly from Edco as they are now with their um, distributor. So depending upon where you are, you have a distributor closer to you, you have Edco equipment closer to you, you have more people on the phone and on the ground helping you, and you all around you have a lot more expertise that helps rental customers understand the profitability of what we manufacture so they can make more money for, um, in their businesses.
1: And so and so the, what it what what is the best way to get in touch with Edco whether you're in the USA or outside the USA uh, before we start wrapping up. Sure, we have a lot of ways you
0: can get in touch with us. Um, edcoinc.com has a has tons of information about all of our products. Um, we we have flooded youtube over the last 10 years with with many many uh, training videos um, we have edcoed.com e d c o e d.com that is the um, that is the um, certification tracks that is the number one tool for rental owners to understand our products better and make more money with it. We tell you how to do that. Um, our 800 number, 800-638-3326. Um, we're open Monday through Friday. Um, social media. Um, if you check uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, it's all under the same title, EDCO USA, EDCO USA. Um, and, you know, Email us. We're, we 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 pride ourselves on customer service. That's what my granddad and Ed built the company on. Um, Test us. We're not going to disappoint you on that. And our distributors. We partnered with our distributors because they were known already for their good customer service and helping rental be successful with Edco products. We we were already doing business with those three entities in some way, and we furthered that, expanded that with them in late 2018.
1: Okay. Well, it's time to start now. Wrapping up, Jason. I really want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join the show and discuss this uh, very, very important topic with me today.
0: Donald, I thank you. This is a really cool thing. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you started for the rental industry. Um, and uh, maybe someday we can, uh, we can chat
1: again. I, I, uh, I enjoyed my time with you today. I look forward to it. Thank you. I hope some of the issues uh, discussed today either helped or provoked some more questions for the success of your business. Next week, April 17th, join me for what I would call an open forum where you can call in and discuss anything about Reynolds or anything about business. Uh, But I'll be thinking about things like negotiating, strategy, thinking, and the one thing, and you'll have to tune in. But I'm sure I'll have some crazy stuff to talk about. So if you want to be a guest, suggest a guest, please let me know. My quote for the day is uh, by Michelle Ruiz. If people are doubting how far you can go... Go far so that they can't, you can't hear them anymore. And I know EDCO is going to go very, very far. This is Donald Charbonnet, your host, and the diehard of the rental industry signing off. And remember, be safe and good renting. Good night. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.